When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, CryptoLogic family. Welcome to another episode of the CryptoLogic Podcast. This is episode 202. Today, I have a very, very special guest, Mr. Tech Money Future. He is on TikTok. For anyone that's watching on YouTube, here's his TikTok. I'm going to link everything in the description below for all my audio listeners. You guys can find him on TikTok at Tech Money Future. Um, he has a whopping 4,500 followers. He's growing his channel. I need you guys to go and support him and follow him immediately after this podcast. And uh, yeah, brother, I'm appreciative of having you on and wanting to come on and talk to me about some crypto and, and your journey and all that stuff. I'm glad to have you on. Absolutely, man. Yeah, no, I'm actually stoked to be here. Um, really excited. Uh, cryptocurrency and technology is just something that I've always been super passionate about. And so being able to share it with somebody like-minded like you to anybody yeah. out there <laughs> that's maybe looking for some, I don't know, information or uh, a little bit of insight or perspective from different people, it's, it's really rewarding. It's really awesome. So yeah. yeah, I really can't appreciate, can't thank you enough. Basically. Of course. And I, I remember seeing, I see your, uh, your XRP family member. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, yeah dude, that was a tribute. <laughs> I call that. Yeah. That was a, definitely a tribute to you. I almost didn't post it. It was almost like, what if you think I'm trying to rip them off? No, do I, it. But I was hoping you got across as like, <laughs> as like, uh, as like a tribute essentially. Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't, I want people to, to do, to do that because I feel like, Sometimes I'm discouraged because I'm like, man, is it annoying? Like, is it is it like dramatic? Is it too much? If I when I see other people do it, I get relieved. Like, yes, yes. So yeah. go ahead, man. Because people, I want it to go. I want it to be spread. Like you know, and and there's a reasoning why I do the XRP family because I know that XRP army is like was first, but the army yeah. gets a lot of hate because you know they 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 believe in that five eighty nine the ten thousand which. I'm not knocking them. Yeah. I'm like, hey, the XRP family, we want all-time high. All right, we're going to hold XRP accountable. Yeah, get, I'll to take $4, right? get to all-time high. Get to all-time high, then yeah. we'll talk. I'm not talking no $10. I mean, obviously, I have predicted. That's like my long-term goal, but mm-hmm. get it to all-time high first. I'm not going to say nothing about $589, $10,000. That, that's my difference between the family and the Army. But, yeah, I, when I heard you say it, I was like, yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm glad. <laughs> that makes me so happy. I know uh, one of our mutual followers immediately commented, and they were like, at crypto logic john like like this is his <laughs> intro or whatever and i was like yeah it's like immediately people picked up on it they knew you know it was funny oh. <laughs> um but dude i found it impressive uh like having the energy to do that um a lot of people are, are so nervous on camera and like that first few seconds to get people like interested yeah, in the video the you know being exciting and being like so energetic that can be hard to do to like force yourself to do that and it can almost feel like insecure to do it you feel like people are gonna judge you mm-hmm. so i was like screw it you know i was like logic john does it i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it too i'm, gonna, I'm just gonna just go do for it. it i'm just gonna i feel like being energetic today so i'm just gonna tribute to him and like do that kind of intro so yeah i appreciate it. i'm glad that you weren't like taken back by or like no no like you felt like i was stealing it or something no, it's awesome oh, it's awesome 
because I just one day just just did it. I don't know why. And then it got I started doing more crazy. Yeah. And then I'm like, I don't care. And people, some people, like, but more people like it than 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 not. And yeah. and it's like you know I want to grab your attention. And then I like how I go do it. And then it's just kind of like. All right, so today the news, like, it's just yeah, <laughs> dude, that's the best part. Or uh, the fake out you did one yeah. time, you were like, No crazy intros today, guys. And you're like, Just kidding, excellent, or something like that. I need to bring that, that back, hilarious. but yeah, um, <laughs> but dude, it shows personality too, you know, and people love personality, right? That's like a huge part of connecting to somebody who's sharing ideas and thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the last thing people want is to watch somebody who seems fake all the time, you know, and putting yes. on like a script. So I think that the fact that you're will you're willing to like put yourself out there and like do that and show your personality and just be wild with it was what's really attractive to a lot of people. And that's what yeah. I picked up on immediately. You know, it just felt so you and so authentic. Thank you. Um, even though it's really crazy and weird. I love yeah, it. It's different. So. And that was like one of my, like, you know, my goals is to kind of like just be me and not try and be so either technical or so serious or so professional in a sense to where it's just like everyone else in a sense, you know? So I, I don't, I, I was like, let mm-hmm. me just be me. Like, if you are naturally professional and you're naturally like that, then that's fine. Like, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to act like that because how I am is how I am. Like how I, you know, how I speak and everything like that. So I was like, you know, let me just record and just talk how I normally talk and how I'm enthusiastic rather than trying to be, you know, something I'm not, you know, and some people could, you know, kill it (laughs) by being authentic, whether they're uh, professional or, or, you know, using big terminology, you know, stuff like that. And Uh I was like, you know, let me just, and I'm like, you know, tech savvy. It's just, it's just, I just want to make it in a more relatable way where it's just like, hey, I'm just a guy, like your friend down the street. Like, hey, what's up? Hey, you guys hear about this, this, this crypto? And, you know, I want to be like, yeah, that, you're, like no, pal, and that's, you know, that, and that's, that can be hard to do. It can be hard to be like relentlessly authentic, especially yeah. when you're looking at all these other people and you're like, I have to be like that, you know? Oh, it's successful talk people like that you see, you know? And, so, and, 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 yeah. and it's great. There's no knock against it. But it's just, it's okay to be yourself, be different, you know, and that's mm-hmm. how you stand out, you know, and that's, but I love your content. Every time I see your video, oh, you. it's like, boom, it's like another XRP set of news. And I'm like, all right, that's what's going on. Like, it's, it's yeah. like a news report. And it's like, it's like, whatever it is you're, you're detailing, it's, it's just easy to listen to. And I'm like, just keep it going. And I think at some point you're going to crack it. You're going to crack something. You're going to find something and it's going to take off. It always happens. Hey, thank you, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I appreciate, I appreciate that a lot. Um, it's not the easiest thing to like get into and put yourself out there in front of a bunch of people and like, just be so uh, like vulnerable essentially. And like letting people in the world over comment on your videos and like rip you apart because they disagree with you, you know? Um, But it's something that I really enjoy actually is like the challenge of people that have different opinions and thought and kind of having that opportunity to have that dialogue. So, but yeah, I also found like my own little thing. You might have inspired it to be honest. Like the fact that you did like, no, hear me out. The fact that you did like a, like a, like a two second intro where you're like, XOP family or, or whatever it might be. Um, I'll like, whenever I'm posting like a, a lawsuit update, I'll be like, rip a lawsuit update for today or whatever. And like people have like tagged that and been like, like I love that intro. Or like, you always say that yeah. it's just like a common thing that you can it, bring they up. Remember like, it. They remember video. you for yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And I say it, sometimes I say it in kind of like a funny way or whatever, like not, purposely but just because like i don't know like as you do it more and more your personality comes out more and more exactly. i just feel That's like what it is. i'm just gonna say it however i say it you know it's like, like instead switch. of like recording a bunch yeah so you say it yeah so you you, get... you are oh sorry go on no no go ahead, go ahead go ahead i was gonna say like you you definitely are like one of those inspirations from those videos 
for some of my content as as well for what's worth so no oh, i appreciate that and 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 i i know exactly what you're saying when like when i shout that i'm like on like the um, oh yeah boom, and yeah. i'm ready to talk about whatever i'm talking mm-hmm. about and like you know if i have notes or whatever or if it's something that i'm like oh i need to talk about this something i think of, thought about beforehand when whenever i start that intro i'm like boom activated and i'm like let's go and sometimes i'll feel good and pump out like three videos four videos back to back to back depending right. right and some days i don't feel like doing it but when i shout that thing i get excited and i'm like oh give me that give me that five minutes energy burst that i need to get this video out and and yeah and because it happens right you get burned out from real world like you know working and everything like that like sometimes making content just seems kind of like oh, i don't want to make one today but i was like i told myself like hey I'm, i want to do this for the long haul and some days i have taken some days off and it's okay to yeah. take some days off, you know, but it's just part of the journey. And it's just really exciting to to, to stumble along and find people that are like mine. And that's the best part about it. Dude, that and- is the best part, right? The community and like other creators and things like that. Did you post a video a while back talking about how somebody said like, you have to post three to five times a day to be successful. And then you said, so I'm going to post eight or something oh, like no, that. Was Sage. that you? That was Sage. That was Sage. Okay. Yeah, Sage I remember seeing something like that. I was like, damn, like eight videos a day or eight to ten yeah. it's just like i can't do that i'm <laughs> like like it blows my mind like like i tried to do three a day for like yeah. months and i did it and now it's getting to the point where i'm like okay if i could do like one quality video yes that's instead me. of like that's me posting three where two of them are like i'm just posting it to post it you know mm-hmm. then i'm okay with it you know but i really aim for like two to three if i can but that's you're right good. you know life gets in the way it's yep. it's uh people to realize that we're doing this like as a side hobby or a lot of people are you know in the beginning yeah and so uh yeah there's other priorities and stuff and the, everybody's human so exactly it's a side hobby until like and we're trying to make it our main right it's we're trying to get it to where we're, this is like hey, it replaces our current job whatever the case may be right and yeah, we do it yeah. full time and and get monetized and everything like that that's always the, the end goal is to get to that point where you have a youtube channel you have a tiktok mm-hmm. thriving tiktok channel twitter everything like that like basically everything we talked about before we got on air having a strong community that supports you right having a discord or whatever the case may be um but yeah i i was like let me just do one a day minimum one a day minimum and then if i can do more great one a day minimum <laughs> and and keep 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 it going from there and see what happens and you know it's it, that's just part of the journey it's it's exciting and i wanted to say as we get into starting this podcast i was like a good intro right the <laughs> what i wanted to say to you is that you going head first in and talking about XRP when it's probably one of the most hated cryptos on top yeah, of the love yeah. at the same time. The most hated crypto and theoretically could be the most loved crypto, depending mm-hmm. on where you look. And it's a risk because you can get on the wrong side of TikTok and say something where the people will just go after you or someone. I, I get called out all the time when I make an XRP video and they're trying to bash me what I'm saying about XRP, the lawsuit that XRP is yeah. useless and crap. I ignore it now. But, but, that's a risk too because you can make a con a video and someone that has more followers and you can just kind of like under kind of stomp you down by saying you don't know what you're talking about XRP is the worst crypto ever don't follow this guy and that's the risk so what 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 was your thought process on on making video for XRP and and why did you make video on XRP let me know like let, tell me your story about yeah, so to be honest I've always been like so invested in XRP and had mm-hmm. so much conviction in it but when I started making content on TikTok it wasn't supposed to be like XRP centric. It was going to be 
technology, money, and anything that has yeah. to do with the future, right? That, which is why I named it Tech Money Future. I wanted to talk about, I knew the three things that I wanted to talk about, right? Yeah. And that was just, I love technology of all kinds. I love VR, AR, whatever, Neuralink, whatever you want to talk about. I love money, which plays into crypto and blockchain and DeFi and all these other things. And then I was like, how can I capture a little bit more so I'm not limited? And I was like, how about just like future, futuristic stuff or like, you know, not necessarily predicting the future, but like looking forward and talking about that, those topics, that would be really interesting to me. So that's why I like branded myself as like, all right, like tech money future, that'd be cool. Right. And luckily nobody had made that account somehow. Uh, and <laughs> then, yeah, name. so I started, it's a great brand. I started, great thank name. you. Yeah. I, I thought I like it. Um, some people think it's kind of dumb, but you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I see other creators on YouTube and stuff and they've like way like dumber names and the name doesn't matter it's like the personality and the information you know or the entertainment whatever it might be so people will follow you because of you not because of your name you know yep. so um yeah and then it slowly it became more about crypto because crypto is huge and I, I love crypto and I love talking about it and teaching people about it and then I realized that what I know most about crypto has to do with xrp because xrp is my largest holding mm -hmm. and I've been investing in xrp for like four plus years and so I made a few videos on XRP and I immediately realized, oh, people like, people really want info on this. Like they did better, you know, people really yeah. are, are more interested in this or people are um, against it or they have something bad to say about it. But that's good too, because it's, it's not, you know, it wasn't overwhelming, like one direction, like people knocking it down. It was a little bit of both sides, which that was okay with me. I realized really quickly that like having people comment on your videos who aren't in the same mindset might be just as beneficial as finding somebody who agrees with you. Cause maybe you can change your mind or maybe it proves that your videos are reaching a bigger audience. That, that you starting your journey. Like how did that happen in regards of, of you say, I obviously we, you just explained that having, you've been an XRP holder for four plus years and it gave you the confidence to start speaking about it, knowing that there's probably going to be some naysayers and obviously the community of the, the, the support that, that the XRP army hat does for the, the creators. Right. So what made you decide to just start recording and, and becoming a content creator or a crypto educator, et cetera? So, okay, man. So XRP has the greatest community in all of crypto by far. And I I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it everywhere. I've seen it on Reddit. I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen it wherever. And it can get a little bit wily, right? It can get a little bit weird, but so can any crypto community. Like yours, have people are going to be like $10 million XRP by next month or whatever obviously that's an exaggeration yeah. but you know at its core the community is so large and so strong and if anything through the trial and tribulation of this like lawsuit that came out which we can get to um against the company ripple you know it's only shown me that it's even stronger and so what i think i realized is i was spending every single day watching people on youtube watching people on tiktok watching people wherever and reading posts and things on people talking about the things that i love to talk about and i i just i realized like why am i not doing this like i want to share with people too you know i want to give people some of my perspective that might be a little bit different from xyz other creator um and so i just i guess i got really um empowered and really inspired by a lot of other creators out there um a lot of people on youtube you know like blockchain backer who does analysis yeah. um some other people like digital asset investor uh moon lambo there's, there's so many bearable. so many incredible people bearable balls another one dude i was so inspired by bearable Bowl. Yeah, like like there's just so many people and they uh you know they can be if you follow them you really get to know them beyond their content if you if you follow them every day and you watch a lot of their stuff 
Um, and so I was hoping that, you know, maybe I could do that and I could be that person for somebody else. And I actually remember the first time somebody commented on one of my TikTok videos and said, you know, fantastic content. I watch you daily. And I almost fell over. I was like, you watch me daily. I was like, I became that person for you that, that like I have and so many other people, you know? And so that was that like really like hit home. And that made me want to like double down and like really take it seriously. Um, So yeah, that's, that's kind (laughs) of how I, I got into it a little bit at first. That's like, that's like, that's like beautiful because I I know exactly how you feel because that that happened that happened to me too because I was like um, before we got on air and everyone who listens pretty much knows my story. I was always consuming this content, right? I was consuming, consuming, <laughs> consuming, and watching Bearable Bull, XRP Chiz, and everyone that asset back. Every Coach JV was a big proponent. Like, yeah, was, Coach JV as well. I was <laughs> super like heavy and changing my life, and then I just remember seeing like man like i have opinions on this stuff too like i have like real deep thoughts about this and i have really strong conviction and i know what i'm investing in and i know the what's to come in the future and i'm like i really want to talk about it that that literally that same sentiment and i remember the first video i made was a diff what was the difference between xrp and xlm and i made a video about that and i was like you know i could i can just talk about xrp because this is something i really like enjoy is my like i'm investing this for the past few months straight going going all in 10 hours plus sacrifice so many things for it and i think that anyone who's listening who who has this feeling or that itch it's like an itch just just go and take that leap that's that's all i can say you know like oh my goodness absolutely there is um some creator on youtube i don't remember his name um i'm sure somebody's gonna know as soon as i say it but I remember watching one of his videos and I, I always struggled with like creation anxiety. Like I would never want to actually like put myself out there or show myself mm-hmm. or whatever, but I felt that like urge. It's almost like when uh, it's almost like somebody who loves to sing, but they don't want to sing in front of people. Yeah. Right. It's like, you'll do it by yourself or whatever. But like when it comes to like actually doing it in front of people, it's like, I just can't push myself to do it. You <laughs> know, it but, like, I, I yeah. feel it inside. Like I really want to do it. You know, I feel like I'm made for it, but I just can't take that step. I remember seeing a video on YouTube. Um, and I think this is this guy's like slogan, but he said, um, you just got to hit record. And like that, like stuck with me. I was like, he's so right. Like when it comes to content creation, like just hit record, like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about what people think of you. Don't worry about X, Y, anything. Like just hit record, be yourself, talk about things you find interesting and your audience will find you, you know? Um, and that's kind of what I, I gathered from all of it. And I guess I've been a little bit lucky, you know, I've, I've grown a small audience a little bit quicker than some people, but not nearly as fast as some others. Um, but I don't take it to heart. You know, I just, I look at it in the sense that, you know, my audience is finding me mm-hmm. and it's the right audience for me, no matter what pace that might be at. Yeah. That's the, the, the long game is what's more important. Just like investing in, into uh, your portfolio, right? Yeah, you don't, dude, exactly. You know, we yeah. all, we obviously all, we all, all of us want the overnight success, right? That's, that's, that's a given, but it's so much sweeter when you build something and you take the time to build something and then you look back a year from now or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, I did that. I could have stopped at so, any point and I did, but I did that. I stayed, I stuck it through and look where I am now. You know, that's a great feeling. Yeah. And I would say it's more rewarding yeah. too, right? It's like, yeah. uh, it's like spoiling a child, you know, or it's like if you could, uh, if you could go out and get like plastic surgery and get a bunch of muscles and like overnight you're ripped, it's like, okay, I might feel great. 
But if you work for it for like a few years yeah. and you really like work on yourself and your body and your image, and then you look back at old photos, that's going to feel way better than like person, yeah. the instant gratification, you know, of whatever, yeah. you know, fake thing you did. So yeah, I mean, there's so many analogies <laughs> to be drawn there, but I think with crypto, especially like the long-term hold thing. It's the great moon one. bags. Yeah. And that literally instant gratification, that is tenfold in crypto. People want that thousand. People want that moonshot, that Dogecoin experience. They want... They wanted to be someone that bought Dogecoin and, and it blew up and made them millions of dollars. Telcoin, mm-hmm. there's so many that happened, right? SafeMoon, all those stupid coins that people were so fascinated and fixated on when there's real fundamental utility out there that's boring, obviously, and regulation is going to come in and destroy yeah. the fun. But it's needed for it to really take off for this market, for this space to not be stop being speculative. Regulation is going to have to come in and we're already seeing purges happening left and right the exchanges are getting hammered right now because of liquidity issues and luna that was a black Mm -hmm. swan event top 10 crypto that just just collapsed lost so many people millions of dollars and just yeah it was crazy yeah single-handedly wrecking exchanges and people are pulling their money off exchanges getting on cold ledges which i which i would say everyone needs to do anyway but it's just causing so much uncertainty obviously the fear uncertainty and doubt in the crypto space and that and we're at that point now where it's like this thing's not going to take off until regulation comes in. This thing is not going to take off until mm-hmm. there's rules and, and guidelines. And then, right? Even then, it might take. Yeah, it'll be more time, time after that too. Yeah. But that's my goal, right? Partly is to like convert people from that mindset of the like the AMC ape, yep, you know, Wall Street bets kind that like I want to get in and out and I'm going to make a million dollars by buying <laughs> this dog coin, the Shiba Doge 2.0, you know, Elon shiba whatever fake coin is out there um to convert people from like thinking of it like that like this isn't like a get rich quick scheme or space but it is like a true opportunity to build life changing wealth if you understand some basic principles and fundamentals and you're willing to be patient you know yes Um, and nothing comes for free you know there's gonna be a cost and that cost is probably you learning a lot about what exists and what you should put your money in and what you shouldn't and you know, things like that, I guess. So if I can ever, you know, convert those people that are like here for the quick buck that think they're going to get really rich off of like some meme coin, um, <laughs> then I think I've, I've done something great because who knows, you know, you might, your, your content could reach somebody who is only invested in some meme coin. Right. And then they, they learn a little bit from you and they end up taking a little bit more serious and maybe invest into two or three things that are, that really have true utility and are going to solve a real world problem. And later down the road, if they are patient, they hold on to it. You could change their family line. You could change like generational, like wealth yeah. there, you know, you could be like that big of an influence on the future of like their family lineage, which is crazy to think, but, and people might call me crazy and people might be like, you know, there's not that much opportunity here or whatever, but man, I so disagree. I really think that this is the future of finance for the next two, three, 400 years. And we are at the, like, the genesis event of all of it happening, yeah. you know, and this is our time to like get in. And we're just the lucky few that happen to be smart enough and like <laughs> bright enough to like be observant and realize that this is happening with these select few things. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like a moment in history. Where we're going to look back and say, man, this is the greatest time to be here in this moment to, to actually have the opportunity to Google something and learn about it on your own. 
to not Absolutely. have to have to know someone in the higher ups to hey what's going on what's going on you can literally mm-hmm. go on youtube and find any information out on your own you don't need any any help or anything like that in regards of someone giving you the ropes showing you the ropes you just go and do it yourself and then we're seeing people become content creators we're seeing people become something that they probably never even thought about they would ever do or they had the confidence to do because they had so much conviction they believed in what they're investing in and they want to provide let people hear the word like hey this is what's going on this token right here is doing this they're mm-hmm. gonna, it's they're just vouching for what they believe in it's easy to talk about what you know and love and then they're turning it into careers you know and and that's where we are right now where people who who respect the space are going to do well if you just come in and treat it like Oh, I'm just no research, no nothing. I'm just gonna buy this token that's gonna make me a hundred million dollars or something. Like you're never gonna win. Like it's like buying yeah. a lottery ticket. Some some it, have it won is that way. But. That is yeah. You know, and I would attribute, I would compare it to just that. It is like buying a lottery ticket. And yeah. there might be a few people out there that are even listening to this right now. They're like, I put a hundred dollars in Dogecoin right before the pump, and I made a ton of money. What are you talking about? Yeah. And it's like. You know, there's going to be people like that. There's always going to be people like luck out and like don't know what they're doing, putting in a meme coin at the right time and get lucky. But the thing is, it's not too hard to take the next step and really look at things that are going to change the world and put your money there and then be patient, mm-hmm. essentially. But I think um, you hit the nail on the head when you said that this is the time where people have access to information so easily yeah. and so quickly. You know, you don't have to go down to a stock exchange or anything and buy yep. a stock in person. You can do it on Robinhood on your phone now. You can communicate ideas with people around the world. You can go live with people around the world. Yeah. It's just really nuts. And people need to realize that crypto is that next step. Blockchain is that next step. We already have the internet of information, which is what we all know and love. It's the internet that we all use. Information travels around the world instantaneously. And the next step, as you probably know, as, you, as I'm well aware, you know, is having that with money. Our money is going to move at the speed of our information. And that is what blockchain is doing to the world financially. And so, you know, if I can like demystify that for people and like, like make them realize like how huge of an opportunity this is, you know, then I've, I've at least done something to like, yep. to help better somebody, I think, you know, and that feels really rewarding as well. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly that's that's it right there. Wait, well, it's it's the fact that we're in an age where money money is is has been slow and outdated. It needs to keep up with the technology that we have. Right. We went from writing letters, attaching letters to pigeons and setting, <laughs> setting them on their way <laughs> <laughs> to, 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 to text messages, emails. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously mailing letters and now emails and then texting and, and, and sending pictures and videos to speed of light videos hundreds of megabytes of, of data that's being sent within seconds right yeah money needs to catch up mm-hmm. cash needs it's useless to have cash you can't give it to somebody fast enough and that's right. why when you cash right. a check it takes 10 days to process and get your money like that yeah, can't happen crazy. in a world where everything else is moving fast and then money's the only mm-hmm. thing that's slowing down like that's slow that's holding everything back like we're getting to the point um to where the world as we know it we're in the beginning shift of that. Like how I, how I've been trying to explain to people is like we're in the very early stages where it's where we're at the point where ten years we're gonna look back and go what the heck. Just like now, CDs are are a fad, blockbusters are a fad, like, right? Are gone, like right? Like kids mm-hmm. these days don't even know what a VHS probably is. Like why you guys used to watch VH? But <laughs> yeah, the, the little, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be kind, rewind. You know, yeah. yeah. And yeah. gaming systems. You just download them digitally. People don't like 
like yeah, you don't the get disc, the disc is gonna go yeah. away. Yeah, exactly. Like Blu-ray, everything like, like everything's digital streaming. Like if mm-hmm. you, when you the further we go into into the future, the when when we look back and we're we were we were around I don't you know like with the flip phone, the Motorola flip phone, the BlackBerry, yeah. Sidekick, right? The big analog brick phone where they pull the string. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. <laughs> now we're at this, you know, it's just your whole world That's is crazy. on. Most people's world is on this phone. And it's just crazy mm-hmm. how, like, money is the next thing that's going to change drastically. Like, money is going to ch- – like, digital money is going to change the world for third-world countries, right? They they didn't have dial-up. They went and straight had internet right away, right? They didn't have – we went through progressions. While these third-world countries are going to have no money to just being dumped into the market with digital money. Like, that's just how it's going to happen, and I think it's the, tremendous. What's really crazy is blockchain and crypto is – creating new opportunities that we've never seen before so people can live off of play to earn crypto games where it's a video game and you play it like maybe it's a pokemon you know (laughs) ripoff or something like that and you play it and you earn crypto it's like some random crypto whatever but it has has real value right but the thing is these people that that live in other countries the amount they can earn from playing those games every month greatly outpaces any kind of job you can get there so they're like paying for their family's food and like a better place to sleep for their children and like clothes just from like playing this game on a smartphone and getting crypto from it. It's uh it's surreal. It's really surreal. Yeah. And how I think about it is like, a, a think of a game like Grand Theft Auto, right? And there there's leaks that rumors that you're, there's, it's going to be played to earn. You can earn crypto. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, you know, what's interesting is a game that's like that, that doesn't turn off like an online game that will never turn off. That's on forever. There's going to be people that will probably work and keep the system alive, absolutely, the ecosystem alive all day, all night, and they're going to get earned. They're going to earn rewards for it. Like, like I think, yeah, that's like, uh, <laughs> in my opinion, man, that's the first step of working in the metaverse. Yes, and then right? their job would be is people that going. make their living in yep. GTA, make their real living, make like real outside world money by solely doing things in Grand Theft Auto, and then that's going to eventually become you know norm. virtual reality metaverse you're gonna have like a virtual store maybe you can walk around a target or a walmart and there's gonna be employees that work in the metaverse yes. and make real world money by just staying at home in vr and like talk to you about whatever clothes you're trying on or whatever and then maybe you buy them in vr and they get shipped to your house in the real world but um oh i think that's God. the first step yeah. you know it's the first step it's and really I, crazy and i've even said it in the past on the, on the podcast i'm like think about going to the dmv how much of a hassle it is to renew your license right What's yeah. the difference between calling someone on your on the phone and doing that transaction or something like that over the phone, right? Or 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 a bank transaction, making an online payment, making a bill payment. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I want to pay this bill, and you do it on your phone, or you do it on 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 the app, or you do it on a phone call. Why not put the metaverse goggles on and walk into the bank and do that transaction and actually see some like. I don't know. Yeah, they're gonna allow uh-huh. that to happen because you're already doing it over the phone. You you enter in your your your, your debit card number on the phone and you make the payment. Mm-hmm. The same thing is gonna happen. No, where you're gonna go in and it's gonna and be that's... a QR code within the VR and then boom, pay it, take yeah. an instant payment, and you leave. Leave the metaverse. All right, cool. Like I don't know. That's just gonna be normal. I think it's gonna be more. And I'd rather the tip do of the that. Iceberg, though, you know, yeah. there's like that's like that's that's like literally the tip of the iceberg. The amount of like use cases for blockchain NFTs. VR, AR, it all comes together into this new yep. ecosystem that we're where everybody's going to get thrown into. AR like tellers, the, uh, AI, AI, I mean AR, AI, AI, AR tellers. Uh, absolutely. 
oh man um you'll like you'll be eventually be able to make video games in vr by being inside of it and then building a game as you walk through it and you can experience it as you build it versus having to code it but being school class yeah school classes like surgeons you could rattle off things endlessly you know endless use cases it's it's sur it's surreal it really is and i think (laughs) what's going to happen is what always happens which is our technology is going to outpace our understanding of it or our you know, the understanding of the effects on us. So, you know, at the same time as like, I love technology, I love futurism, I love all of this stuff. I think it warrants a discussion. What are the potential drawbacks of some of this technology moving into the future? Or what are some things that we can keep, you know, look, keep a, a lookout for to make sure it doesn't turn dark or go the wrong way? Um, yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with data usage. You know, what data is going to be collected on you by XYZ Corporation when you're in it? Um, or the health, you know, of children being exposed to this technology. You know, yeah. I, I was obsessed with video games when I was younger. I was seeing behind like a CRT monitor, you know, <laughs> playing like Diablo one or something, yeah. you know, and, and now, uh, you know, I can't imagine like a five-year-old being exposed to like high quality VR. Kids, like, how would you ever want to leave? You know, exactly. how would you ever want to go to school? But kids are only iPads like, right now. They don't even go outside. Yeah, they have their yeah. iPads and they're on their iPads all day. Yeah, so I, I think there's there's both sides for for conversation there and uh, something to consider at least. You know, it's easy to get like overwhelmed or to get enthralled by like that future fantasy and all that stuff. But I think we still have to tread carefully because this stuff is like something we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we could mess it up or we could see some kind of repercussion if we're not careful from it. I'm more so worried though about like data use and that kind of thing and collection because we already know yeah. that's really rampant out there but it's getting, it's getting massive yeah like your data is 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 the new fuel da- data and information like mm-hmm. that is the new fuel that's something that we that companies want they want your information they want your data they want your specs. they want all that stuff they want to know who they're marketing to people are going to be buying online people are going to be it's, it's just insane how much important data is Right, your demographics yeah, and how, how valuable it is to certain corporations, yeah. how much money they can get from it. What you like but, to do, your trends. Yeah, I uh I saw a quote the other day by somebody on Twitter talking about like the fall of Terra or Celsius or these other other it was like some yield exchange, it was probably Celsius. Um, and they said, um, you may have seen it, I think it went a little bit viral. It said something like, you know, if the product's free, your data is the cost, essentially. Yeah. And then if uh it was something like if the yield is really, really good, you're the yield or something oh, along those lines. You know what I mean? I mean, and those people like got into those, yeah, thirty yeah, percent yields or whatever it might be, even <laughs> if it's only seven or ten, Time. way better than a bank account. You know, only to realize that they are the yield that the company's yep. gonna rug it and you're not gonna get your money back. You know, so yeah, I think things can easily be too good to sound too good to be true, and that can be very true often. And that's why I worry that when I tell people about crypto or talk about it, it sounds too good to be true. So they're going to dismiss it. But the thing is like, there is real opportunity here for the patient few that are willing to learn and to uh, really like dive in a little bit deeper than surface level. So, yeah, we were talking, we've been talking about the metaverse, right? Our crypto journey. And we haven't gotten to the meat and potatoes yet. The ex- one thing we both are like, our content is kind of like, started with right xrp and i kind of want to talk to you about the lawsuit um so the whole conspiracy right that's what a lot of people think 
and the conflict of interest that's going on with Will Hin- Bill Hinman, right? Jay Clayton leaving and suing and then leaving and then Gary Gensler's a puppet and all that stuff. What are your thoughts on the lawsuit and, and the implications for the crypto space? Yeah, that so that's such a loaded question, right? Go ahead. <laughs> um, <Four is> yours. <laughs> and it's so hard to describe like what's happening with the lawsuit in a like like concise like amount of time i guess but you know dude i I don't even know how to begin so i guess uh i'm just i've been following the lawsuit day one i've been Mm -hmm. following ripple and xrp since before the lawsuit like Mm -hmm. every single day and so i still remember the day that this thing came out a few years ago and i was like oh this this will blow over quickly like people are going to realize that this is a sham that like there's some really shady stuff going on here Nope. Yeah. And it just took longer and longer and longer. And slowly it's come to light, but it's that kind of thing that like it's going to take a while and it's going to take people over and over bringing attention to it to really get anybody to acknowledge it and not dismiss it as a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And that's what bothers me the most. It's not a conspiracy by any means that the William Hinman free pass speech granted Ethereum a monopoly with regulatory clarity for the last four years. Yep. You know, that's paid. not a conspiracy. And got paid. And got paid. You know, he was still working for Simpson Thatcher at the same time as he's in the SEC. Simpson Thatcher is a member of Ethereum Free Enterprise Alliance, I believe, or something yeah. like that. So there's there's direct conflicts of interest there. And uh, that's just, again, like to use the phrase, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, it goes so, so deep and it can get so, so disturbing. And one thing after following this for for so long is it just, it's really, I guess it's really diminished my trust in like, <laughs> government agencies and different things like i I realize how easily how easy it is for people to go sideways or to just enact policy or do things based on their own self-interest um versus what's what they should really be doing their job or for the people that they represent um so that's been a a really enlightening takeaway for me man and that's that's the thing see that was a logical sentiment about what 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 this case is the implications yeah. of what's going to come from it and the fact that like you said it's taking a long time right most of most sec lawsuits against any of these other crypto companies they're getting settled within weeks mm-hmm. some months but they're settling yeah. right away ripple was like the only one that said no and it's been fighting for two years, it's going to be two years yeah. here. But, you know, the thing is that the Ripple lawsuit, what's what's really disturbing once you start looking at how the SEC sues people and yeah. how they try to get regulation enforcement. through enforcement by using lawsuits, you'll realize that most of the companies that they sue aren't in the financial position that Ripple is in to defend yep. themselves. The Ripple lawsuit has already cost Ripple over $100 million dollars. A lot of other companies are going to fold really early because they can't Can't afford afford to keep that fight up. It's not worth it. So they're going to concede to the SEC. And so I'm fine. I'm proud of Ripple. One, because they're one of the most transparent blockchain companies in the world. Um, And that's, you know, I was saying some of my videos that transparency is king in crypto and in like the future of finance. You know, I, the people that are the most transparent are the ones that we should be looking at as guides and idols. It's when you have sneaky business going on or people not willing to tell you things. Um, that's when I, I really lose my trust and I have a hard time having conviction in that project because I feel like I don't really know everything that's going on. And so Ripple's been transparent from day one about their holdings, about everything. Mm-hmm. And that's what led to them getting sued. 
We saw the same thing happen with the SEC versus library. They were transparent. Yeah. They went to the SEC to talk about the uh, about how they operated and everything. And that led to the mean sued. But who doesn't get sued? You know, it was Ethereum. Coinbase too. And, it, you know, all Coinbase these others. Yeah. Coinbase was threatened because mm-hmm. they wanted to release their yield uh, program. Or, That's right. And yeah, the Lend platform, Lend, right? Yeah. And then the they Lend got, program. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, so the SEC has a history of being like a bully. And it might not even be the agency as a whole, but a few bad actors spoiling the whole batch. Yeah. And that's the the shame is people are like, well, attribute it. People, I hear people all the time say that the SEC is classified XRP as security. And it, it, dude, it pisses me off so much because <laughs> it's so far from the truth. You know, if anything, it's not the SEC. It's like the division of corporate corporation finance, but it's not even that. It's like William Hinman on his way out, you know, or Jay Clayton on his way out suing it. To help even out then, Ethereum, essentially, right? To help That's- out Ethereum, right? Yeah, there's definitely conflicts of interest there. And but even then, it's not a security. You know, them claiming it's a security or suing them for selling securities doesn't make XRP a security. It's not a security until it's ruled such in the court of law or if policies and legislation is enacted. They are. Yeah. So the SEC could sue ripple for selling xrp as unregistered chickens and people would you know that would mean that like oh xrp is an unregistered chicken did you hear you know the sec like claimed it it's like no it would have to be ruled as such in the court of law then it is so you know one of the arguments is that the exchanges didn't need to delist xrp because it's currently not a security and the rest of the world has it classified as a digital convertible currency mm-hmm. and so that's another like misnomer or whatever that is just annoying. You hear people repeat that left and right. And it's, I guess there's just a learning curve, right? To all of this and how it's going, how it operates in the history of XRP and Ripple and all these officials in the SEC that you really have to know about to speak about it intelligently, I guess. And so I try not to let the people that comment on videos and things that just aren't aware, you know, get to me. I always try to be like neutral, level-headed, and if I can educate them. So that's, that's kind of my disposition to it all, I guess. But man, the SEC is, Versus Ripple lawsuit was such a loaded question, and we could talk about it for hours. You know, yeah. maybe we'll we'll go a little bit deeper. Yeah, and I just I just wonder why so many people there there are so many haters or people that are against XRP, and and I I think they're just upset with the 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 amount of support XRP has, right? Mm-hmm. The community because obviously there are some people that think that XRP is going to go ten thousand dollars when the lawsuit's over. Well, I'm like, okay, that's probably not going to happen. But yeah. but I understand like the optimism, you know, it's going to rock it. But there's so many people that don't understand the use case and the fact that people think are so people are so tied up into the thought that XRP is going to be the, the new currency for the U.S. or the world or the mm-hmm. global currency. I'm like, no, at best, it's going to be literally the underlying technology. You won't even know XRP exists 10 years from now, yeah. but it's going to be killing mm-hmm. it it's gonna be absolutely man changing the world and you won't even know it exists you won't even that know it exists hundreds and thousands <laughs> millions of people will use it without realizing they're Not using even it because it will be incorporated into the infrastructure and i think that that's a great piece to go off on which is this is the time in the adoption of crypto and the evolution of crypto on a global scale when it makes sense to look at what are the infrastructure plays that you can be making right now? What are the cryptos that are going to be around and be a part of this new world generation of, yep. of finance operation, you know, cross-border payments and everything involved. So that's why I'm a huge fan of uh, yeah. XRP, XLM, 
H bar, V chain, all of those ones. You know, and they get a lot of hate. They get a lot of hate for different reasons. People will be like, oh, that's an ISO 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 022 coin. Yeah. That's not going to be anything, or those don't do anything. It's not real. Yeah, it's not real. You know, (laughs) I'm going to invest in this in Shiba Inu. (laughs) But, it's like, yeah. People think XRP is gonna be like the face of the the, the world. Like that's what they think. They're like, it's not gonna replace Swift. Like, yeah, dude. I, I don't <laughs> think so. You know, people have to realize that the system that's in, been in place for hundreds of years, with like banks that have been around for hundreds of years, and these families and these corporations that own everything and have control on the financial system, like that's just not gonna disappear. You know, with yep. a snap of a finger. If anything blockchain is going to be incorporated into that and it's going to be a supporting factor and it's going to help the old system instead of replacing it would yep. be my opinion on it i, I agree with you it. yeah and that's something that i'm looking forward to um and and when it comes to the lawsuit right i hate the fact that we have been having to deal with the extension and obviously mm-hmm. i think it's better because it gives us more time to accumulate and more yeah, absolutely things, yeah and more things are being are coming to light because of it right Dude, and, and- all publicity, all publicity is good publicity yes. in a sense. You know, yes. if uh, people read something bad about XRP because of the lawsuit, it's getting more people's eyes on XRP, and maybe eventually they will realize the truth. You know, yeah. or the company Ripple or whatever. What's it might going be. on here? And yeah. then when XRP or when Ripple wins, that's going to be the biggest news that breaks the entire crypto space. And I know I used to say, you know, like a year ago, that when when Ripple when the lawsuit settle or finishes or settle, whatever the case may be, and Ripple comes out on top where, mm-hmm. where it benefits them, they'll set off the next big bull run. But I don't know if that's the case with all this regulation and everything going on. I think Ripple will have its day and it's going to go take off. But I don't know if it's going to affect the entire crypto space immediately. It will have that effect long term, I think. But immediately, right. Right. I don't think it's just going to cause a massive pump of Bitcoin to go into... 50,000 back to 50k and ethereum going back to 3k like i don't know if that will happen i think ripple will probably have a nice amazing pump and then a big sell-off yeah. people are gonna sell <laughs> people are gonna sell yeah oh obviously yeah and, oh totally man people have been waiting so long yeah right? and, and I, uh you know i go on no i was just saying like you know and and because i i really believe like all oh, this it's gonna set the new bull bull run and we're gonna go to the moon we're not gonna look bad we're gonna hit a three trillion dollar mm. market cap overall for the crypto space and I'm like, eh, I, I think if we're a few ways from we're a few years away from that now. I think that effect that Ripple has winning the lawsuit is gonna play a big part later. It'll be a nice pump initially, but later mm-hmm. we're gonna reap the, the benefits later. Like that's what's gonna allow Ripple to be solidified as one of the ones that get wiped out. Not not wiped out because we're gonna go through a crypto purge. We're already at twenty thousand cryptos. The last video I made, yeah. we're at nineteen thousand. We're at twenty thousand. That number is going to be like in the thousands, if not hundreds. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, I uh, I eventually envision it being like thirty to fifty, like that oh, yeah. small of a pool, Ooh. you know. But it's going to take time yeah. to weed them out, and it's going to take policy. But yeah, you make a great point. I think that upon settlement, you know, you'll see Ripple pump really hard. You might see a handful of others that are kind of related yeah. to it, like XLM might mm-hmm. pump in its in the its ISO uh, coins, shadow. ISO coins, you know, will probably take yeah. off. Uh, no, yeah, it's very very true. XLM especially, right? But I, uh, that's uh, it raises an interesting question. People all the time talk about like a black swan event, yeah. and we kind of saw it with Terra Luna. I always like to propose, what if there was a white swan event? The opposite, yeah. Meaning the opposite, literally, yeah. What if like unbelievable news came out for crypto adoption in the United States 
or something of that like. The lawsuit could what be would one happen of them, right? then? You know, how quickly could things change? How quickly could the narrative change um, around crypto right now? People's attention spans are so short, and we know crypto moves so quickly regardless through its cycles and its volatility. Um, but yeah, you know, people never talk about that option, which is just as likely maybe as a black swan event, you know, it could yeah. be one or the other. You never, you never know what could happen. So yeah, it's easy to be pessimistic, I guess. Yeah. And I think a white swan event happened last year and a white swan event that occurred was Elon Musk buying $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin. I think that yeah. was considered a white swan, white swan event. People were shocked. Like, what the heck? You know, him buying Even, uh, that much Bitcoin and putting that on his balance sheets, you know, and yeah, even him endorsing Dogecoin. Yeah. You know, people will hate it, but uh, it brings more people into the space, gets more eyes on it, it's attention and all that stuff. It makes it more of a household name, you know, in crypto in general becomes more of a topic that blew up that blew up. The, that that's what changed the dynamic of crypto from 2018 to, to, to 2021. Mm-hmm. 2018, everyone, obviously, if you were in the space, then you knew. But like 2021 was when most people, that's when you started seeing the Super Bowl ads, commercials, um, artists, actors, actresses, musicians make, making content about crypto or promoting it. And yeah, NFTs, NFTs too, off, right. And then DeFi and then the narrative of politicians arguing about it now and having discussions about it. Stable coins, um, uh, central bank digital currencies are, are <laughs> huge now, right? It's a topic that needs to be covered. It's right. It's 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 drastically changed in the last two years, three years uh-huh. because of Elon Musk and because of the fact that people are starting to notice it more. And, and, and obviously, I think most people are just trying to get rich from it. And right now the markets are down and people are, aren't believing anymore. So the real ones are staying. Right. But we're still close to a trillion dollar market cap overall. Still. And that's so sad that people give up yep. when the market gets cheap. You know, because I say if you look life. at it, it's like <laughs> the market gets cheap. I'm out. You know, it's like the best deal ever. See ya. You know, and that's just, it's sad because that's the sentiment. That's like the herd mentality. And even when people know that, even when people know that the majority of people will buy when it's pumping and sell it when it's going down, it doesn't necessarily change their behavior. You have to be, they have to be like, you know, really on top of it, really rigorous with their own like emotional well being and, and things like that. And not let it get to them. I tell people all the time, like when you're looking at your crypto, don't focus on the dollar amount, focus on the quantity of whatever coin you own, because eventually that valuation tied to that crypto is not going to be anywhere near what it is today. You know, it's, it has so much upside that you shouldn't be concerned with its value today in us dollars. You should be concerned with how much you own right now and what is the potential for that in the future. Um, But then again, you know, don't invest more than you can lose, which is like insanely popular advice in investing. Um, and again, that's something that people don't always take to heart. So that's it can be hard for people, you know? Yeah, that that's literally the the best advice is don't, don't out leverage yourself. Don't don't invest. Don't invest on leverage yeah, at all exactly. in crypto, actually. Don't yeah. invest more than you're willing to lose. Don't, don't, don't use yeah. any leverage. Like, don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you have like $100, $200, whatever, some gambling yeah. money that you would have just taken to a casino and you want to invest on leverage on like BitTrue or something on some coin, if you're confident. Go for it, but understand that like it's probably a ninety eight percent chance you're going to lose all of that money within like an hour or two, given the volatility of crypto. Yeah. So, but some people make like crazy money and then they post it on Twitter or like YouTube and they're like, "You could do this," and then they, they get people to try to do it and then they lose all their money and they're like, "Crypto's mm. a scam." And it's like, no, you have to have a different mindset. 
You know, you definitely do. You gotta. I think I, that's my my slogan is respect the space. If you respect the space, you'll you'll do just fine. If you respect it and you do your due diligence, you treat it with respect, and you you understand that this is the long game. Play the long game. You'll be fine. You'll survive, and you'll be fine. You you maneuver through these these dark times, which in a sense is not really yeah. dark times. It's like it's it's something that we need to take advantage of. It's opportunity to mm-hmm. be seeing all this red and being able to buy these discounted prices and and upgrade your portfolio, bo- boost your portfolio for that next run. You know, yeah, and and consider the the and past, right? Like the past, crypto goes up, crypto goes down. Yep. It comes back with a V reversal. It goes back up. It breaks this all time high that it set before. It goes back down really hard. It goes back up again. You know, there's like, there's histories here of how these markets yep. react and how they perform and behave. And so, unless you really think the whole space is going to go to zero and stay there forever, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's just crazy. It's crazy talk, though, right? You know, so like feeling bad about buying at these levels is insane to me. And like selling at these levels, if you're on a loss, like just be patient unless you have to pay for something immediate that's urgent, you know, and in that case, you've probably invested more than you should have anyways. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's something that, that people will figure out on their own as they go through. Cause you can tell somebody over and over again and then they won't get it until they're like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, I'm selling my crypto to pay for this. I'm selling my and, crypto because I have to pay for that. Yeah. And so sometimes it takes being burnt. Right. To learn your lesson. I think that like any of us who have seriously invested in crypto or stocks or whatever, have that experience or two (laughs) where we think back and we're like, man, I should have just pulled my money out right then and there. Why did I wait? You know what I mean? Just two months ago. Or why did I? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I know I invested in like Tesla stock um, on like margin or whatever one time. And I made like $7,000 in a day. It was crazy. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is insane. Like, what's it going to be worth tomorrow? Oh, nothing <laughs> you know yeah because you wait too long and you're holding left holding an empty bag or whatever it might be because you're investing on futures so i mean but all of those things they build knowledge and it allows you to take it more serious and i think it builds character in this space that can be kind of hard to understand sometimes you have to you have to you know cut your teeth yeah kind of way yeah and on top of that like leads into um i want to talk about security right and there's the yeah. big narrative going on with um let's say celsius vault um voyager pausing withdrawals and we're seeing mm-hmm. purges of exchanges potentially going to get bought out potentially going to get insolved and basically get liquidated and shut down basically and who's going to come up and buy them up binance is in talks of buying like over 50 crypto companies um yeah. we got we got Goldman Sachs trying to take bids and buy you know exactly so yeah. do you hit it on the head with Goldman know? Sachs right all the Wall Street players yeah they're like well, well let's just buy one of these instead of making our own yeah or or <laughs> they help knock prices down yep. by aggressively shorting these companies the, which who was Coinbase, it that came forward they're doing that with who, Coinbase. who was it are they doing with the Coinbase they're fighting some other big player came out the CEO I think it was was it Binance somebody said I don't think it was Binance but somebody said they were like they like acknowledged they were like we are undergoing like strategic coordinated attacks by, you know, large banking, yeah, uh, you know, companies or or whatever that are shorting us to try to like rattle our infrastructure or to allow themselves some kind of opportunity to bail them out. And yeah. I think that's partly what happened with FTX and uh, BlockFi. Yeah. You know, FTX. Uh, the CEO Sam Bankman-Fried of, of FTX, one of the largest crypto exchanges in the world, just bailed out BlockFi. And really, they acquired it. But in an interview, he said 
he used the term bailout, which I think may have been like a Freudian slip. He gave him a two fifty million, two hundred fifty million dollar credit line, right? Yeah, revolving credit line. But I'm not going to pay that back. (laughs) Right, right. And (laughs) consider it this way: you know, if BlockFi's only choice is to go bust or be absorbed by FTX, Mm -hmm. they don't have a lot of leverage to negotiate. So FTX can get a crazy deal on this platform that allows them to branch out of their niche or, you know, enter something that they want to really move forward with in the future. And so I think that's what's happening with a lot of these companies. But as we saw, FTX declined bailing out Celsius because they had a $2 billion hole in their balance sheet. Yeah. Go figure that. That's a lot of money, man. And Goldman Sachs wants is is trying to come up with yeah. that $2 billion to get it. Mm-hmm. But what I was going to piggyback that's off crazy. of is say, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these old banking, you know, groups are crafty enough to manipulate some of these markets down to purposely put pressure on them to absorb them or to to basically get their share their fair share of the future you know that's how they're gonna come into the crypto space and and be one of the big players absolutely they're gonna come out being a exchange too (laughs) yeah do well you never know they're gonna come out i I would wager i would wager that pretty soon they're gonna come out and say you know you know, uh, look at all these exchanges that failed you. Look at all these platforms that offered yield that failed and took your money. But you know what? We've been around forever. You can trust us. That's where so the, let's offer the same service. The masses. You know, that's how the masses mm-hmm. will go. Oh, well, well trust. I've yeah. Been so here's space for so long. Yeah. Right. Or here's a JP Morgan custody service. Yep. They'll custody your crypto. It's like the same thing that BlockFi was doing. Maybe they'll pay you a yield or whatever or Celsius, you know. But all of a sudden, like, it'll feel safe because it's them. And the that's brand, how they'll yeah. market it, I bet, you know. So some of that might play into a little bit of conspiracy, people will say. But, man, like, there's a lot of evidence to back it up. So, yeah, yeah it's interesting it's, to talk about. It's just interesting to even think about, like, 10 years from now, how everything is going to look, you know, five years, oh, 10 such years a different now, landscape. Everything's right? going to look so different. And we're like, man, this is all going to be documented, too. And this, mm-hmm. is all, this, is all, this is all conspiracy and for some people, right? And... It goes back to when you look at like um, E Trade and all those like uh, portfolio investors, people that will, will, will invest your money into your stocks, uh, IRAs, etc., whatever, four hundred one ks, using that money to, to leverage and invest in the stocks. They had those commercials in the nineties where it's like, hey, you know, you don't have the time to invest. We'll invest for you. That same narrative is going <laughs> to apply to the to the boomers or the older people out there for crypto. Mm-hmm. Like hey, you yeah, know, you know no, you're right. Blockchain. We'll take care of you. Just, just give us exactly, money. Exactly, we'll right? we'll, It's just like I forgot what the name of the company is. It E Trade is it one of them. That might be one of those but classic I think, commercials. I no, no, yeah, I get exactly what you're hinting, what you're hinting at, and I think um, you're right. They'll really take advantage of uh, the you know learning curve for understanding this technology mm-hmm. too, because there's going to be a ton of people who are a little bit older who it's going to be way harder than for you and me to get a real understanding of what's happening here and how blockchain works and, and all this stuff. MetaMask or something. Like, right. You know? MetaMask syncing things. Exchange, I know I've taught my yeah. parents different things, you know, maybe you've taught friends or family or grandma or whatever about a little bit about crypto or help them get involved, but it can be like so incredibly foreign that they don't even want to consider looking at it, you know, or they feel like they're going to mess it up. Yep. So I could see that definitely them playing into that heavily. Yep. And then QR codes, paying, paying, with the tap of your phone is the norm, right? No more debit mm-hmm. cards, no more cash. Like, I mean, I went to the, the movie theater the other day. And they said no cash. It's please use your debit right. credit card. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is normal. Like, 
cash is starting to become irrelevant, right? And obviously, it's coming, it's, yeah, it's gonna become scarce, right? Yeah. Scarcely used. Yeah. Yeah, which is interesting. It's it's just the the world that we live in. Everything needs to be digital. Everything needs to move fast. And yeah, and we're just right. Getting, getting back to that. Yeah, your money has to move at the speed of your information, yep. Yep. right? To keep up with it, and that's what it's gonna it's gonna speed up the world economy, right? You're gonna have to if you could picture Global like inclusion. transactions around yeah. the world you're going a hundred million miles an hour settling almost instantly for next to nothing that's the technology that exists today that's with the xrp ledger and ripple yes. you know it's there you just have to use it and so a lot of these other cryptos they they uh hail in comparison to that they don't nowhere have near nowhere close anywhere near that utility <laughs> so and there's so many other use cases too which is why i'm a huge fan of xrp huge fan of the company ripple and their entire technology stack. house yeah so, love yeah the, love the the team there but so, like, when it comes to XRP, right, you've been holding it for four years. Along mm-hmm. the way, what other cryptos have intrigued your interest? Like, are you a fan of Ethereum? Are you a fan of layer like other layer ones? Are you what, what else are so, you interested in? Yeah. So my the first crypto I ever bought was Bitcoin. Okay. Bought a little bit of Bitcoin. Um, I still think Bitcoin. I'm not anti-Bitcoin by any means. Neither am I. Um, I think it's a an interesting thing, and it's good to hold it. I'm a little bit turned off by the the lack of transparency, though. Right? That's huge yeah. for me. It's like not knowing who Satoshi Nakamoto is. Is it a person? Is it a government? Is it a group of people? You know, who owns that wallet? Are they going to come forward one day, identify themselves, and wreck the price? You know, there's all these things to consider. Um, same thing with Ethereum. I own some Ethereum. It was like the third crypto I bought. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethereum seemed great. The ERC-20 ecosystem and all the tokens, it was really exciting. And then you start to get a little bit more into it and you realize all the downsides, the high gas fees, the slower settlement time, right? The fact that there's a little bit of mystery and nobody's being transparent about the Genesis event for Ethereum. There's this thing called the disguised whales of Ethereum, um, which is during the Genesis event for Ethereum, people who bought ethereum for very very cheap genesis event means like the initial creation basically yeah. the initial coin offering the ICO, yeah. people could have multiple accounts and identities and purchase ethereum that way it's not like this one whale holds this amount it was like it's could be red. like it could be a, a, a multi-millionaire or billionaire who owns a hundred different accounts and they all are you know a hundred million ethereum or whatever it is 10 million ethereum and you wouldn't know it's that centralized with one person having that control seems yeah. decentralized and this is verbatim came out of uh there's like a video out there you can go look up um that acknowledges like this is a thing that happened and so you know when asked about it people sk- skirt around this question a little bit and that's just what bothers me that's what kind of rubs me the wrong way yeah um so i'm huge on transparency i think <clears throat> moving forward it needs to be king and especially when we go to enact any kind of policy or legislation nothing should be given a free pass immediately nothing should be grandfathered in not Bitcoin, not Ethereum, none of them. From the ground up, they should be looked at, they should be analyzed, and they should be made as transparent as possible. And then from there, we can determine, are these things really decentralized? Yeah. Are they a commodity versus a security? You know, this, that, the other thing. I don't think anything should just be given a free pass because people have said it's one thing over and over, and then people start to believe it. Um, so beyond those, right, I'm actually a really big fan of uh, different cryptos. One of them is like Shiba Inu. And that might sound weird coming out of my mouth because all I really talk about is XRP um, and, you know, the ISO 20022 coins. But the thing is, what makes crypto really successful is having a community behind it. And Shiba Inu has an incredible community. 
and so does Dogecoin. So I don't have a ton of money invested in it. It's nowhere near the amount that I've invested in XRP, but I think it's worth the exposure. And if you can limit yourself and not over-invest in it, it's definitely worth you know, spreading your eggs out, not having them all in one basket. And I choose the ones that have the highest, the largest community that are working towards utility if they don't already have it established. And the ones that I think could be around for a while. Um, so Shiba Inu is one of them. I used to own some Dogecoin. I sold it, traded it for uh, XLM. Yeah. So Stellar Lumens is another one. Um, Consensus 2022, one of the largest crypto events in the world every yeah. year. Brilliant minds come from around the planet to talk about um, blockchain and related uh, events and at the back of every chair during consensus 2022 was stellar lumens print yeah. on the back of it. And what do you never hear about? You ever hear on the news XLM talked about? Never, right? Like, never. I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen maybe once here and there, but like you see Bitcoin, Ethereum, you might see Dogecoin, you might see like Polkadot or Algorand for some reason, but like XRP, hardly ever, maybe now a little bit more with the lawsuit. Yeah. XLM, hardly ever. And I think there's a reason that those things don't get publicized a lot. And again, maybe it lends a little bit towards conspiracy, but all the world's a stage at the end of the day, in my opinion, right? Yeah. And people like to, to use media to get certain results. And uh, I think there's a reason XLM was printed on the back of every chair at consensus. And I think there's a reason XRP and XLM solve real world problems and uh, don't get talked about, which is weird, right? But you have like Shiba Inu and Dogecoin talked about left and right. Uh, The only thing that Shiba is interesting to me is that the, was it Shiba, the creator disappeared? He like just, yeah that was recently right he like logged off he like yeah like deleted his twitter and like said something and he's like yeah like uh that meme of homer simpson sinking into the bush you know he's gone he's kind of like disappeared (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. but again like i'm not over invested into it over it's just something that i think it's it's something that that i i appreciate the coin i think there is room in the future for one or two meme coins in the sense that like that's true they could end up having real utility and people could feel the most connected to it because it's more casual. XRP sounds scary. It's boring. It's hard to understand, but you know, Dogecoin, you see Dogecoin all the time. You know, the dog, you know, everybody's gonna, talking about it. You see Elon Musk everywhere. Talk about it. Yeah. They, they yeah. Doge it, and sheep get accepted, but you can use them as payment for Uber now. Mm-hmm, right. And so because of that, they are uh, easier for people to embrace. And I think that if a ton of people embrace them, it doesn't have an option but to be around forever if everybody wants to use it, yeah. you know? Obviously, it could get riddled out with, like, the, uh, the like, pruning of, like, the entire space that's going to happen. The regulation and utility. The regulation yeah. phase, right? Utility, yeah, but yeah. I think by then, if it's that serious and that many people love it and use it, there's room for an internet coin. And I think Dogecoin and Shiba Inu are kind of those two meme coins, so to speak, that uh They were the, in the top shop. 10. They're the only two meme coins. Yeah. In the in the most recent history, that stayed in the top ten and surpassed XRP market cap. They surpassed, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. And, and, and obviously, the argument to that is, well, Luna was in the top ten for a long time, and you see what happened there. But they were in the top ten. I mean, the top ten yeah. now, I don't take it serious um, because four of the ten are stable the coins. Stable coins, yeah. And then obviously, yeah. Dorage coins, one of them. And I'm like, you know, the top ten is not is not what it's going to be. Um, you know, five years from now, whatever the case may be, this is not something that I take serious anymore. The top ten used to be respectable. Used to be, mm-hmm. man, these top ten cryptos are going to do something, right? Right. The and the addition of stable coins, like, especially, eh. is a little bit. It's yeah. a little bit weird because yeah. you can have a 
like Tether, for example, right? People just hold money on there. It's it's just, it's a it's a it's people a, hold money on there. It, they're organized by market cap. If they just print Tether into oblivion, it's gonna be number one, yeah. right? <laughs> like like it would yeah. just be number one. Um, but like so maybe there should be a different tab that for stable coins exclusive stable coins or something out. Yeah. like that. But you know, um, yeah, that's a that's, that's what people a, park their money. A great know? idea. So it's true and it's sad. Oh, dude, speaking of that. I think stable coins are under attack by Wall Street, personally. Yeah. You've seen like Terra Luna fall, all these other ones fall, Tether lose Tether. its peg. But the only one that like hasn't had anything happen to it that I know of is USDC. And they're which is, partner, owned by BlackRock. BlackRock has heavily BlackRock and Goldman Sachs, I, yeah, I believe. Love right? Them. They're heavily invested in Circle, they, which is, yeah. So it's like, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like they're eliminating all their competition they, without, you know what I mean? So, yeah. They're documented as saying we want USDC to be the go-to stablecoin for everybody. Yeah, that's and what they the, said. You know how you do that? That's you aggressively they're... short all of these other stablecoins <laughs> yeah. and cause them to collapse, or you USC's find the way one. that the algorithmic stablecoins, you know, how you can put a a wrench in the works and cause it to to collapse. You know, so that's that's part of my theory too. You know, which like again leans towards conspiracy, but it's yeah. like, is it really? You know, use so much other like evidence to support this. People saying things, and like the CEO of a Tether coming out. I think that's who it was who I mentioned earlier, who came out and said Tether's under coordinated tax by yes. Wall Street or whatever, shorting it, um, causing a DPEG or whatever it might be. So yeah, it's fascinating, man. All the world's a stage at the end of the day. But yep. it is funny how like USDCs keeps getting bigger. You know, so all these the, other the ones king, yeah. magically fall down. So yeah, time will tell. Yep. And with you know, and, and with that, that's something that I want to just like dive into. The next time I have you on, I mean, I, I unfortunately the Zoom thing is running out again. And I don't know. Do that. Yeah, no worries, no worries. <laughs> but yeah. but yeah, man. Any any, it was a great honor having you on. Um, I'm very appreciative of having you come on and talk to me about you know talk to the, the listeners about Metaverse XRP and your your thoughts on the crypto space and your journey. Any last words you want to say in regards of of you know motivation for anyone that's trying to be a content creator or any new crypto investor or anyone that's currently in the crypto space anything you want to say that's motivational or some tips yeah something you wish you knew in the beginning or something like yeah that? it's only it's only man um first i just want to say thank you john yeah i really appreciate uh being able to share some of these thoughts and, and talk to you about some interesting topics that not everybody gets the time to uh to hear about um if i had to give words of wisdom to anybody feeling hesitancy with content creation or investing or making any kind of change like that just take it a little bit at a time. You know, you just got to hit record. You just got to invest a little bit and you got to focus on the long-term goal and what you want out of it. Don't get sidetracked by what people are saying on the internet and trying to make quick wealth or trying to make quick virality online. Just talk about the things that you find interesting, invest in the things that you think make sense to you. And I think that you will be successful if you're patient. Ah, beautifully said. Well, with that, that's going to be the end of this episode. Uh, we're going to have Tech Money Future back on again. I'm going to link everything in the description and in the uh, Spotify Apple description as well. Guys, go give him a follow. Support him. Right on. It was amazing content. And I can't wait to have you on again. We have some more things to talk about. You know, this this video, this this podcast was great. I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, man. No, it's exciting. All right, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. See you in the next one. Peace. It goes a little yeah. like